Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Gordon meeting you face-to-face -face, um, by his grace. And um, we welcome you to our core period, continuing order religious education as we glorify and magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. He's worthy to be praised. Uh, this morning or this evening, I'm continuing with this series, Growing and Knowing, Growing Up in Him. God wants us to be mature. Has it ever dawned on you what a mature person is like spiritually, uh, selfless, serving, sacrificial, and submit and submitting? Not only to people, listen, we should serve the Lord and serve one another. We should submit to God and submit to one another. We should sacrificially help and give to one another, okay? And, and so one of the things that we've been dealing with in this growing up in him, and I'm going to say this, is this, this meaning of love. Love has many meanings by different people. What is love? Love is not a feeling. It's a function. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus did not die feeling good or he did not love us with feelings. He loved us with function. He so loved the world that God gave his only begotten son. One of the things we got to stop doing is allowing Hollywood to teach us how to love. It's not about feelings, it's not about uh, fulfillment in another person, it's not about kissing and hugging, that is not love. The word love in the Bible is agapeo. The agape love is a functional love. It's putting God first, other second, and self last. It's, it's meeting the needs of another. Phileo is Philadelphia, that's friendship. Sorge is a mother's love for a son. Amen. Eros is the erotic worldly love that we see on TV. That is not the love that God is talking about. God is talking about an agapeo love, a love that functions for the better of another person. And so what God is doing in this matter of love Love is giving, listen, forgiving and forbearing, my God. It's the ability to give to another without asking for something in return. It's the order, to, it's the order of forgiving, loosing them, letting them go for what they did to you. And that's not easy. And then it's forbearing bearing up with them, holding up with them. We see that in Galatians chapter 6. And so this matter of love, growing up in him, we, we must grow up in our love for one another. There is an excellent picture of the love of Jesus in John chapter 13, where Jesus comes along out of nowhere, knowing that his hour had come, knowing that God had placed all things in his hands, knowing that he's going to be betrayed by Judas's carrot, He met with his disciples in the upper room, and he took off his robe, put on a towel, got a basin with water, and washed their feet. And he, this is what he said. If I, as Lord, 
wash your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. Now, foot washing is not a physical thing. When you go to church and people say, take off your shoes and wash your feet. No, it's a mental, emotional, psychological, and spiritual thing that Jesus was displaying. The washing of feet means that I'm submitting, I'm putting you first, I'm serving you, and amen, I'm placing you above me. So Jesus started washing disciples' feet, and spiritually it meant his fellowship with them. Now listen to this. In those days, they wore sandals, and when you walked in the sand, your, your feet got hot and dirty. So when you entered somebody's house, they would wash your feet or give you water to wash your feet to cleanse you walking in sand. Every day we walk, and our walk involves sin. Our walk involves getting dirty. And that's a sign of fellowship, not relationship. We got to differentiate the two. Once you're saved, you're saved. That's relationship. But every day we need to be cleansed. So Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, and he comes to Peter. And you know Peter got something to say. Peter said, you'll never wash my feet. And he told Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. So Peter said, well, bathe me then. He said, you don't need to be bathed. You've been bathed once. That is a major theological term for eternal security. We only need to be saved once. You've been bathed once, but your feet gets dirty every day you walk. So here's Jesus displaying biblical agapeo love that I'm willing to take off my robe of importance. I'm willing to lay aside my rights and all that I think about myself, put on a towel, get a basin of water, and wash your feet. And, and so um, he said, all of you are clean but one. He was talking about Judas Iscariot. And all the disciples said, is it I? He said, when are you going to betray me? Is it I? Is it I? Yeah, you read John 13, but it was an act of love. We got to learn to love each other. Not them meeting our requirements. That's not love. Not us liking them. That's not, a, that's not love. Love goes one way. It's from us to them. It's not us to them and back to us. That's reciprocal love. That's worldly love. I love you if you love me. That's not God's love. God's love is functional. I love you in spite of you. I love you in spite of me. I love you so that I can do you good. I love you so that you can learn God's goodness and gladness and glory. I love you as, as a result of helping to heal those things that hurt you. I love you. So in the washing of feet, we have a display of love that's second to none. Amen. And, and so uh, there are some people's feet I don't want to touch. There are some people's feet I don't wish to watch. That's my sinful, fleshly nature. Saying, let me pick and choose whose feet I wash. God said, no, that ain't love. Love is displaying the character and causes of Jesus Christ. We got to learn to love the unlovable. We got to learn to love those that hate us. 
We got to learn to love them, those that don't mean any good for us. We got to love our children in a different way, not just emotional, but theological, psychological. We got to love them for their own good. When they rebel, when they react, we got to keep praying for them. And that's got to be the basis of our love, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, this is growing up in him. Only mature people can love. Immature people don't love. They're selfish. They're self-centered. They won't sacrifice for them. It's all about me, myself, and I. I. What is the center letter in sin? I. S-I-N. It's all about me. God wants us to love. He wants us to love him. He wants us to love our neighbors. He wants us to love our families. He wants us to love our church. He wants us to lay out, listen, a platform of love to others. There are people that don't love themselves. There are people who struggle with themselves. They don't like themselves. There are people with rejection, abandonment issues. God says they need your love. And your love cannot be predicated on what they can do and, 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 and how much you like them. It's a one-way street. It's a one-way street. It's a one-way street from my heart to them in spite of them. I'm not looking for anything in return, but I need to love them with a love of God. So as we grow up now, we need that love. That love is serving, sacrificial, and submitting, and even submitting to the will of God. God's will today may be that you're going through some difficulties. we got to submit to God. God, I know what you're doing. I'm waiting on you. I love you. I know you're going to work it out. It's got to be sacrificing a lifestyle for Jesus. It's got to be submitting to his blessed Holy Spirit. Amen. And so as we grow, growing and knowing, we got to grow in him. And when you see a mature Christian who can love through a whole bunch of mess, they have arrived by the power of the Holy Spirit with the mind of Jesus Christ. I want you to practice this new kind of love towards your family, towards your foes, towards your friends, and Jesus will bless you with peace that passes all understanding. God bless you. Have a great day.